0: away, away, Sometimes it's good to just yell about football. What are you doing? Don't do this to me, Harry. The Ohio State. It's Ohio State. What do you mean, the? It's a poison. I almost stroked out and died over it. I'm glad to be at the party. I'm mad we're this late. You ain't a captain of nothing but a sinking ship. That helps the defense without them even doing a damn thing. Doing a damn thing. In call calling line. 312 988 15. You tell Johnny all you've heard and seen. No, no, no,
1: Iris. No, 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 Iris.
0: No, 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 Iris. No, Iris. Why? That's right. Love is in the air. Oh, welcome in. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for starting this romantic day of love and connection here with Always Irish. Just kidding. That sounds kind of (laughs) creepy. That sounds kind of creepy but I'm glad you're all here. And and I'm sure your significant others won't mind if you start the day with an Irish lunatic, just try and not end the day with one. So thank you for being here, everybody. Good morning. Welcome. Uh, We got some interesting stuff to cover. And again, again, I've said this a million times, I'll say it again. You guys here, I don't know whether it's You're all on my wavelength, and that's why you followed this show, that we think similarly. Or if I've dropped a bunch of chum in the water, and you know where I'm going to go, I got to give you guys credit. A lot of you are nailing. You're nailing a lot of my bullet points today. It's amazing. I sit here and set things up. I'm looking at my notes, what I want to talk about. You guys are nailing a lot of my my bullet points. So that tells me a couple things. Number one, it tells me if I'm way off in left field here with some of my processing, it does kind of reaffirm to me that that I'm not alone. So if I'm way out in left field with some of what I'm going to go over, it just reassures me other people are seeing things the way I'm seeing it, have the same confidences and concerns that I have. And and so it, it's uh it's just kind of comforting for me to see you guys on that wavelength. So good job. A lot of you are spot on. Uh good morning everybody for being here. Dr. John, our Wednesday uh typical call with him. He's got I'll bring you up soon, John, so you can get on with your day. John, Dr. John's got a busy day today. He's got four different girlfriends and he's got to make the round. So I got to get Dr. John on and off. Uh, just in time so that he could go do what he needs to do. He's got a breakfast date with one, a brunch date, and then a lunch date, and then a big one for dinner. So we got to get Dr. John on and off the phone so he could hit the town. He's a busy man. Everybody, the ladies want to be with him. The guys want to be him. I I don't know what else to say, but Dr. John's got it going on. So that being said, thank you for being here, everybody. You can find that. i'm just picturing that one show where dr john was in the hot tub and whatever anyways this got off the rails quick on valentine's day yeah phil that's where i was headed he's gonna need a lot of those pills (laughs) tom frowley it means a lot for me to see you here man i'm I'm just glad to see you brother appreciate you being here as always you can find as always, you can find the program on YouTube. Do it. Subscribe if you haven't yet. I appreciate it. Give the video a thumbs up. That helps Yanni boy out as well. Those notifications on. That way you alert it every time a new episode drops. I know you don't want to miss it. Twitter. Search bar. Always Irish Rat. Always Irish Inc. Emails. Always Irish Handy at gmail.com. Audio only anywhere you want it. You can get it at the Colin Lines. 312-988-15. Dialed up. Tell Johnny all you've heard and seen. Instagram, Facebook. Always Irish Inc. USA Today Fighting Irish Wire. Read all about it, folks. Patreon.com slash Always Irish. Former captain Mike Goolsby, leading tackler, by the way. And your boy. Update. Gools- Goolsby's going to be at that blue and gold tailgate. Anybody want to meet him? He's going to be over there with us. He's going to have some of his old players coming over with him, tipping some lids with Johnny Boy. Oh, baby, I like the way this is setting up. I just need decent weather. Can can a brother get – it doesn't even have to be nice out. Just give a brother decent. I'll take 50 and a little windy, whatever. Just don't make it 26 degrees and rain blowing sideways. Anyways, if I could, if a brother could just get semi-decent weather, this would be a a great event. I mean, we may do last year, but it was rough out there, man. It was rough out there. Don't forget, ndsubwayalumni.com. Go get yourself a loose key. I know a couple of you already have. I've been messaged uh, by the guys that run this website. A couple of you guys have gone over there, picked those up for your tailgates, They really appreciate it, so do I. We do a good job helping out the Subway alumni folks here because Notre Dame would never turn into what it is today without that group. They are loyal, they bleed Notre Dame, and they're all over the country and all over the world. Sometimes I feel like Notre Dame takes this group for granted, and it's wrong. That's why I want to represent this group. So that being said, let's get into some of this. V1, rotate a $5 holler for Valentine's Day. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Pine, Buckner, and Boy Wonder really showed us by leaving Notre Dame as they all sit around all football unemployed. It's it's a little interesting, the journey there. And, I mean, Reese isn't unemployed anymore, but I kind of get what you're referencing And with Pine and Buckner, they went elsewhere for better opportunities, I guess. And then they both end up back in Notre Dame, not even in the football mix. Zona, what's going on? Brandon Fry, good to see you here, man. Counting down the days till 420. Yeah, me too, man. (laughs) It's really immature of me. But when I put together the commercials and stuff for the blue and gold tailgate, It's going to be really hard for me not to use a 420 reference somewhere or or have the Nate dog smoke every day. Come on, man. What do you expect from me when you hand me a softball like that? Give me a break. But it is interesting to note those quarterbacks that were starters at Notre Dame. Diddly poo, nothing elsewhere. Back to Notre Dame, not even in the football mix. What does that tell you? I'll leave that as an open-ended question. But what does that tell you? The post-Notre Dame path for those quarterbacks. It, I, what does it tell you? It tells me, yeah, nowhere near good enough. Can't even make it work somewhere up. Nobody else wants it. Like, just not good enough. Not good enough. Phil, I like the Cheech and reference. Corey, I owed you that one, buddy. Thank you. Glad you got it. I owed you that one. Oh man! All right, let's get into uh, let's get into this first. Let's get into this first. Then I'm going to Doctor John. I got a question. Here's what we're gonna do. I got a a Valentine's Day question, and I'm not joking. I'm literally asking the question. I'm gonna put it. I want to you guys to respond in the chat. I got a Valentine's Day decorum question that I don't know the answer to, struggled with in my whole adult life. Then I'm going to get into the early top 25, and there are some interesting situations there involving Notre Dame and others. And then if we have time, I'm going to go over a couple little offensive things that have been rattling around in my brain matter, whatever I got left. So that's going to be the plan. So let's do this first. Here's my Valentine's Day question for you guys. If you have a significant other and you've been with them a while I'm not talking this is my you know my first, my new girlfriend and I'm trying to impress I'm not talking about that different set of circumstances If you have a significant other and and you've been together a while are you obligated to go out to dinner on actual Valentine's Day Are you obligated to go out for dinner On actual Valentine's Day. Hear me out. Hear me out. All over the country tonight. All over the country tonight. There's going to be a two and a half hour wait time to get into a Chili's and a Texas Roadhouse. On a random Wednesday night on the calendar. On top of that. It bothers me knowing half the people crammed in the little waiting area to get to their seat at the Texas Corral or whatever hate each other, and they're only there by social obligation. And it bothers me. It's always rubbed me the wrong way. you're you're it's a random Wednesday. You're waiting two hours to eat average food. And you're jammed in there with a bunch of people that don't even like each other. And they feel like they got to do this once a year. And they're both looking at their phone the whole time. But they're going to go to this dinner to check it off that I did it. But they don't even like each other. You can see it in their eyes. You can see it in their eyes. And, And I'm in there all jammed in there. It's a Wednesday. You're waiting two hours. And there's this awkward vibe that everybody's in there on obligation of the day. And I don't like the feeling of that either. I just don't like the feeling of that either, that that it's just like this thing and we're all there because it's the thing to do. I don't like that. So I figure, why does it gotta be that night? Just wait till the weekend when nobody has to work in the morning, you could go out more relaxed without the extra Valentine's Day crowd. Is this bad philosophy? or is it practical i'm such a practical dude i'm like we're adults here does this have to be on that night and you make a one hour dinner three because you got to wait for everything long just because it's that day now again i would never do this if you're just starting out and you want to make a good impression it's the first valentine's day you're with somebody i don't recommend this move then. But let's be real, man. What you got you got a couple jobs to worry about, you got kids to worry about. It's the middle of the week. I don't think it's a bad move. I don't think it's a bad move. So I just want to know if you think that's totally ridiculous or not. And again, it's about presentation, too. It's about presentation too. You got to get ahead of this one, make the plans ahead to make it. different day come up with a plan present it the right way you can't present it the way i present it that this is a pain in the ass i don't want to deal with you like i'm sorry i'm not a big waiting to eat guy bro it's food i'm not waiting to eat in the suburbs for hours to get average food just because it's a wednesday night i'm not doing it i can't make that make sense i've never liked waiting for food i don't like food I eat to live. I don't live to eat. So eating's an inconvenience to me. My body just says, you got to go do this. And it's just like, oh God, I got to go do this again. It's just, come on, Stephen waiting for chicken tenders. Yeah, I'm going to whoever has the best chicken tender dinner. That's where I'm going for Thanksgiving. Yeah, I eat fish and chips. It's about the only fish I'll eat because it's all fried and battered and it feels like you know and if it 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 kind of feels not like fish i'll eat me some i will there you go you guys i'm branching out i'll eat some fish and chips only cuz it's battered and fried like a son of a gun <laughs> uh give me those fish and chips those are good i'll take that but 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 i don't get into any of these other Any of these other fish thing, bro, like I go to Florida all the time now. My brother's there. My parents got a place there. We go out and it's right on the water and they have all the real fish. And they're pulling out a a freaking wood plank with the trout's head on it or something. I don't understand. I'm not eating a fish that's staring at me. i've never i have never understood it i'll be sitting there in florida and here comes a wood plank and there's a fish with his eyeballs it looks like the guy's eating them in the eyeball the fish is following the guy around the room who could eat like that with that fish staring at you with half his head laying there woof unbelievable I've never, I never understood that fish on a plank. It looks like you just emptied out whatever drifted down from the sewer plant dam and threw it on a plank. Mark. (laughs) Crab rolls. I don't think so, Tim. Here's an old home improvement reference. Who gets that one still? Uh, I don't think so, Tim. Uh, Yeah, that's the other thing. A lot of those bars in Florida on the inlet where we go, that late at night, they'll have like a raw bar. They call it like a raw bar. It just looks like a pile of ice with a bunch of bait in it. Oh, and that's a, a delicacy. What? It smells like a garbage truck's leaking. Anyways. All right. I needed to get that. The raw bar is very popular. out. I just can't do it. I eat like a seven-year-old and I got the figure of one. So it all checks out. (laughs) Oh, Dr. John, I love you. You're my main man on Valentine's day. You are me and you forever. When's the food podcast dropping? You guys, I did try and think of an angle. I need an angle where I do something with food, either just something to show how absurd I am. I need to do something there. I, I can't quite formulate the angle. Maybe I need people to throw out different food things and then I'll attack them as you give them to me. I gotta find something to do because my taste is so poor and my palate is so bland. I gotta do something with this. <laughs> All right. Uh I usually try and do. Some of the chats that happen early, but they're applying to things I'm going to cover after I talk to these first couple of callers. So I'm going to hold off on that. We'll get to Dr. John on uh, Valentine's Day here. And then I got an 815, my neck of the woods. Love is in the air. Good morning, Dr.
2: John. Good morning. Happy Valentine's Day.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. You got a busy day. Always, you got a busy day lined up. You got that the heat, the hot tub heating up already. You got the jets running already, baby. Yeah,
2: right, right. No, I, uh, this is a special day for Chicago, you know. That's what that's what I always think
0: of. Yeah, so. it it certainly is. Oh, I like that history. We're going way, way. I'm assuming you're talking about the St. <laughs> Valentine's Day massacre in that alley. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, it's
2: Yeah, and I hope uh, I had in the chat. I hope we have another one in South Bend when we take care of Cleveland State and lacrosse. Anyway, uh you want to talk football. You you're you're talking about people thinking similar. I I you know, I'm just always 180 out from you just just for balance. <laughs> yeah. Just it, for balance. Just You, you know, know,
0: man, it is interesting but, though. It it is I will put these topics in as like bait to see where people go a lot of people are nailing word for word some of my exact bullet points john so i don't know if we're falling victim of a lot of groupthink, where a lot of the people that end up over here think similarly a what but it kind of reassures me i'm not crazy or if i am i'm not alone at least
2: you're not alone
0: that's
2: all I can
0: say Yeah, I, of those two choices. Yeah. I, so I don't know. Hey, Dr. John, ESPN put out their early top 25. They got Notre Dame at number five. What do you make of that? I am ge- I'm I'm going to go over the full list in a little bit. I'm genuinely surprised Notre Dame is at number five, according to ESPN. What do you make of that?
2: Well, I think they're just trying to jerk uh, all always Irish uh, fans chain i mean where do we want to be if we have to be we want to be number five because we know we're not going to be any higher that as far as the playoffs go
0: yeah yeah that's a really good point yeah Um, so they're
2: getting us in the playoffs
0: yeah they got us lined up right there and the interesting thing is man at number five if you could somehow again we come back to week one if you could find a way to escape uh texas a&m with that victory man, it could be an exciting ramp-off to the year. A really exciting ramp-off to the year. So there's a lot riding on that week one, especially if you're already in the top five.
2: Yeah, yeah, and if we open up in the top five, but but of course the playoff top five won't come for about six weeks afterwards, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, So it's going to be really, really interesting. By the way, Texas A&M is ranked 25th to start the year on this ESPN list so you know it would be a ranked unranked match uh, but obviously Notre Dame in the top five raises a lot of eyebrows and you're gonna have a lot of people Dr. John as always there goes Notre Dame overrated as always overvalued as always looking them way up there for no reason other than their brand and then you get a chance week one to justify that kind of ranking or prove all the haters correct it's all in Notre Dame's hands
2: Yeah, and they'll uh, will probably be, what, a like a seven-point favorite, I would imagine.
0: Yeah, I don't know. What do they say? Usually there's what a three-point swing. If you're at home, you get a three-point benefit. So I don't know how that's all going to shake yeah. out. But it, it's going to be really interesting. A lot of pressure, a lot of bright lights week one, man. There's no, there's no easing in this year. Last year, we talked about that ramp up to Iowa State. You had a month of games to be able to loosen up, figure things out and get ready for that. You don't have that big game week one, gotta be ready. Oh, by the way, Dr. John on the road where Notre Dame struggled last year, more than a trend. They struggled in a lot of those games and uh, that bothers me and it worries me.
2: Yeah, me too. I mean, I hope, uh, uh, the staff has figured, you know, figured something out. I don't know if it's, uh, uh, a mindset for these players, or jet lag, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Can't yep. be too much jet lag, though. They don't have a lot of long trips. So.
0: Doctor John, that's exactly my thought. When I think about that dynamic, it's very uncomfortable for me because I am not sure whether their struggles there are mental and emotionally related or physically related or maybe both like that's a tough one to answer is why did we appear not ready right out of the gate on the road a lot of times some of them you ended up overcoming it some of them you did not it bothers me and i don't know how to fix it that's not the easiest fix
2: well first of all you're you're sounding like me about uh uh, Seventy years ago, where I thought I could fix something. Yeah, I yeah, I told you my theory. You know, if I was at the game, I could really do something. Then, if it was on TV, I had a better shot than if it was on radio. But if I couldn't get the game at all, it was hopeless.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: now that there's some mental mental problems there.
0: Yeah, that is that's a that's a deep dive. So I, I don't know, man, this is going to be really, really interesting. Um, There's so I already feel it. There's so much pent up excitement slash anxiety about this year already. The result of week one is going to be magnified 10 times. Either way it goes, Dr. John, I'm fully prepared for it already. It's that moment, that game where it's at in the schedule, year three, the new playoff, all this pressure. it's gonna be over amplified. So whether it goes good or bad, it is gonna be ramped up and and it's either gonna it's either gonna build like this momentum train or kill it all and you're gonna have to rebuild it and it's gonna be wild to see and we'll be here for every bit of
2: it. well. The the critical thing right now is is, uh, you've got eight months to avoid uh, ulcers or whatever. So let's talk about something uh, immediate. Uh, I was thinking about, I told my daughters about possibly coming to the blue gold uh, game for the tailgate. And they said, if you go to that tailgate party, you have to promise you will, will not inhale. So I don't know what you got planned, but uh, that, 420, that 420 thing had me worried. Hey, so.
0: you, you know what's tricky about that, Dr. John, is I believe somebody could correct me if I'm wrong uh, marijuana is completely legal in Illinois, more than just for medical. You can walk into a storefront and get it for recreation. But when you cross that state line into Indiana, I don't think that rule is the same. So if you're carrying contraband across state lines for blue and gold, you better be careful.
2: It could be a problem. Yep. You got to watch those okay, state another, lines. Uh, another future thing. I mean, we talked about it. A- about beer glasses, uh, the other day. But, uh, one of my comment, one of the comments you made, uh, why do you make it frequently? I want to see a t-shirt with your picture of your, your classic rant face and underneath. I want to see, are you out of your mind? Yeah. I think that would, I would wear that t-shirt in a heartbeat.
0: Oh yeah. But who, What's the market for any apparel with my face on it, Dr. John? Like, I feel like we're targeting a very small market here. If it has my face on it and I'm trying to sell it to the public, who wants that?
2: Let's do a little market research on that one. Hey, hey, people in chat, you know, would you buy one of those? Oh,
0: man, that's a little wild.
2: Let's see what the chat says. Oh,
0: that's scary to think of my dumb face (laughs) turning down. Oh,
2: I'd love it. I would love it.
0: Oh, that's funny. Don't give me any ideas because the next thing you know, I might come up with something. Don't do this. Don't be aware of what you're asking for. Please do. Be aware of what you're asking for. This is dangerous.
2: Well, oh. you've already sold one, so go ahead, yeah, there you go anyway <laughs> hey hey, yeah, hey, I got to cross something off my bucket list the other day.
0: I'm afraid to ask,
2: yeah, well, you're part of it what is my, it? one of the things on my bucket list was to make one of your video- make it into one of your video shorts, yeah, oh the I, video shorts I said I said video,
0: yeah thank God for that, uh. You, you're. There's no way I wasn't going to highlight that. It was just too funny. It, it was just too funny. So I had to highlight that. People got a kick out of it, man. We have a fun time here. Like the off season, John, we could have a, uh, we could take a little, have some fun here loosen up a little bit. So I always try and highlight those. So I remembered where it was in the show. Cut it up for you. I thought you might like that.
2: Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> Okay, something more serious. Tommy Reeves.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, any further word on him? Well, UCLA-wise, I mean.
0: Didn't they fill that job? They got the former running back as the coach. So as far as right, like, oh, they I, did. I didn't I, yeah, see that. I thought it came out at the end of the show Monday that UCLA hired a former UCLA running back that I didn't recognize his name as the coach. So I'm assuming that means Tommy's staying put at the NFL for now, right? With, oh, the, with that Browns yeah. job, um, uh, because I believe he, they, they gave that UCLA job to one of their former players. So as far as I know, he's still with the Browns with that tight end, uh, coach or whatever. Huh
2: yep yeah, cause i I don't know. I just see him more with a college mindset, but that may be totally wrong.
0: yeah, it's it, I don't know what he wants to do. I don't know what he wants to do. Yeah. And, it, and if you I, I it's hard for me to tell whether he's angling to stay in the NFL and build that up or just gain experience and wait for the right time to jump back into college. But the only way he's jumping back into college is as a head coach. So that's kind of an interesting dance there. That's how I see it.
2: All right. yeah, I just uh, I don't know. I just uh, my feeling was that he uh, he's more colleagues than for all, but who knows? yeah, who knows? I,
0: yeah, I don't uh, I don't know either. And again, I also don't know whether he wanted that Brown's job. Or if none of the other things he was looking at were available, then because of timing and he just kind of took that to buy some time. Who knows what he's thinking? It's good to have options, I guess.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Is he married? I
0: don't believe so. I don't think he's married, but he has a girlfriend. Somebody correct me on that. That's what I remember, but I don't know that for sure. Oh,
2: okay. Well. Girlfriend or wife, you, you don't have as much uh, freedom, at least you don't think you do. So Yeah. Uh, and, I, I, and it depends on the relationship, too.
0: Yep. And, uh, hey, you know, cert- how,
2: how flexible you can be.
0: He's certainly making good enough money to provide a good, uh, okay, fiance, somebody's saying. He certainly makes good enough money that he can afford to take the girl out for Valentine's Day. Let's put it that way. He ain't hurting.
2: Yeah, he probably doesn't have to wait for a table either.
0: Yeah, you get the uh you get the old uh and <laughs> approval and you get the, the table the table saved there yeah. for the badge of honor for working for the, the godfather there, this table in the back with the good the low lighting, right? Yeah.
2: So, okay, but two last things. Okay. I told you two weeks ago you, you needed an anthem. I have I have finished writing it. My my uh Two daughters that are good singers are are critiquing it. Oh, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna refine it, and uh, uh, we're looking for somebody to show up at the tailgate party. Uh, some old rocker, uh, you know, Huey Lewis or Oh yeah, or Bob Seger or Bon Jovi maybe. I, he's got to connect to Notre Dame, but yeah. But uh, we're gonna try to refine it and and uh, premiere it at the uh, at the uh, Miami of all tailgate
0: party. Oh man, I'm interested to see this the way you're building it up. You got plenty of time to plenty oh, of time it, to work yeah,
2: on it. And then it'll flop like crazy. You know the way those things go.
0: Oh I can't so. wait. This is gonna be great. I can't wait man. This should be fun man. <laughs> I'm excited. Be fun. I'm excited.
2: The last thing, the last thing I I I text on uh on Monday that I was queuing up the 79 Cotton Bowl. Oh. I don't know if you remember that. Kind of Well, I did queue it up, I, but I go right go right to the end of the third quarter because there's no sense watching three quarters of of uh, everybody freezing and Notre Dame not doing well. But boy, that last quarter is so much fun!
0: Yeah.
2: Oh my God. Yep,
0: yeah, it's good.
2: It, yeah, it is just, and I I didn't remember there were only two seconds left on the clock when they snapped the ball for that tying touchdown.
0: Yeah, it's you know what, man. YouTube is a great time, a great place to like refamiliarize yourself with all those great Notre Dame films from before. And I encourage younger, oh it I, I encourage younger Notre Dame it's- fans to do that too. People younger than me, like maybe if you're in your 20s and all you know is uh all you know is Kelly Land and all that, go back and watch the old stuff and watch those full games and watch the vibe See how different everything is. There's a lot you can learn by doing that.
2: Oh, got it. Yeah, it's it's really fun. Anyway, partner, great talking to you as always. You too. Uh, Clean up for date number show. one.
0: Clean up for date number one. Get off the phone. Go get all get all slicked up.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to be sitting out here in the snow, freezing my butt off on Valentine's Day. That's what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. Um, uh, gonna sh- shovel a little snow and
0: that That's gonna be my day. oh, so. that's exciting, so I don't I didn't expect you to tell now, me the now that Angela
2: truth. won't catch a flight.
0: yeah, I know she's busy. Angela's
2: booked. she's booked up. yeah, but anyway, uh
0: all right, Dr. John. Happy Valentine's right, Day bud. buddy. take care.
2: Hey, same to you and uh uh I wish your bride a happy Valentine's Day you? Ah, thank you
0: very much. Take care, good doc. The good doc. Let's go to 815 in my neck of the woods. What's going on? I got 419 after that. What's going on, 815?
1: How's it going, man? Long time no see. Finally made one of your morning shows.
0: Yeah. what's Yeah, I don't usually get you in the mornings. Uh, what's on your mind today, man? Um, any, any reactions to that early ESPN uh, ranking there? Notre Dame coming in at number five. Anything that surprises you there? Uh, where do you want to go today?
1: I mean, I... would I think Notre Dame, if I had to do my, I did my own, you know, way too early It's final 12 for the playoff. And that's where I think everyone projects. And I had Notre Dame in that six, seven range. So it's a little higher than I thought. Um, I just don't think that Notre Dame, I don't think they're going to get five this year. I mean, going forward, they can, but with how deep the big 10 is, the SEC, I think, because of how I have it planned, I think Oregon and Ohio state, they play in the big 10 title. I think the loser of that game gets the five seed just because of how tough that conference is, um, and they're going to get that. Oh well, we 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 would have been in the play the four team playoffs type thing, you know. Uh, so I think that's how that plays out. But so wait a second. Is
0: so if you a have a little too much, if you have Notre Dame slotted at like six, seven, eight, something like that, what does that translate in your mind record wise? Is that one loss? to get in to slide into that. Is that just, it seems to me if you're in that zone, I think
1: even if they go 12 and 0, I think even if they go 12 and 0 five is still pretty hard just because they don't have that 13th data point. I mean, if you're looking at an undefeated Oregon, undefeated Ohio state, and that's their first loss, but that's an extra game that Notre Dame didn't have to play.
0: Yeah.
1: I think they'll give the nod to the loser of that big 10 title game. Um, I think it's going to be so tough. I think now if you have a year where Notre Dame goes undefeated and they have a common opponent for instance with like a 12 and 1 acc title loser maybe you could see that but i think it's going to be tough to get the five c but i think six seven um is still very wide open i have them right now to start the season i have them at my eight nine slot on the top ten i think they're a top ten team but i think if we're being unbiased here Notre Dame has yet to prove anything yet. Yeah. Um, So I think having them at five is just way too, way too high.
0: And then I believe five through eight uh, are the seeds that get to host that first round game at home. I believe, I think I'm right about that. So if you're anywhere in there who you're going to play would change, but that five to eight is key because Notre Dame surely wants to, host a game the last week of December at at Notre Dame Stadium for sure. So that's certainly the target. And I think it's going to take 11 and one. So you better, you better, you got one to play with there.
1: And I also, you know, as a Notre Dame fan, me personally, I don't know how you got, how you feel, John, about it. But if you're the five seed, you get to play the group of five champ, right? If I'm a Notre Dame fan, I would rather avoid that because then you hear all the, Oh, well, if Notre Dame plays a, uh, you know, group of five key team in the playoff the first round, that's that's too easy. You know, that's the only reason they'll win a playoff game. Yeah, you know, but, that, but all wait, that stuff but wait.
0: Out. At that <laughs> point, who gives a crap? Like, I mean that. Like, I am not going to give two craps if somebody's saying that on Twitter or whatever. It's like, well, we earned that spot. So what do you want me to do about it? The only, the, here's the danger. The danger is if you play bad or lose to one of those teams, then you're in a real bad spot, but I'm not going to feel bad at all. If we earn our way in there and play that team, but you have an obligation to beat their doors off Then that's the tricky part.
1: Yeah. I mean, like you, we, I think we're going to see it. I mean, we're going to, we've seen teams like UCF Cincinnati. It's crazy. John is Notre Dame would have been in a 12 team playoff at that five spot. The year we lost to Cincinnati.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: That, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, yeah, I, I think that's too high for me. I think, I still think Notre Dame, their ceiling is 12 and 0, uh, but I think 11 and 1 is more likely uh, just because I think the schedule, while it's easy, we've seen in Marcus Freeman's tenure them struggle on the road, you know, kind of struggle out the gate with teams that they have no business struggling with. Yeah. Um, I do want to touch on, you know, I know you guys have talked to doctor, uh, Dr. John about it. The, you know, going on the road, I I think this last year it was more escalated and I don't think that the defense really had, I don't think the defense was the real issue on the road. Yeah. I think it was the offense. I mean, I was at the Clemson game, uh, it was my first time at death Valley, great place to be. I, you know, you see it on TV, how crazy it gets John. It doesn't do it justice when you go there in person. It really doesn't. Um, those people are nuts, man. I mean, crazy loud. Uh, and the offense, you could just see it. It was not there.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, and I and think and the other thing Hartman. is, too.
0: The other thing is, too. And I mean, maybe people disagree with this, but to me, if you have a really, really good football defense that tends to travel pretty consistently week into week out at home on the road, usually defense in college football, if it's really good, you're usually really damn good throughout the whole year. The offense is where I see these up and down and can do stuff, can't do stuff. If you got a a top 10 D, they tend to play pretty solid year round. Now the defense was not perfect. But they were not the reason we lost the three games we lost at all. I'm putting that blame ninety-five percent on the offense, no doubt about it, in all three of those moments.
1: And I think part of it with the offense is I think it had a lot to do with Jared Parker. I know the blame will fall on Freeman because he's the head coach and you know he's the guy that says it's end all be all with him. But I think that's one of the flaws of Jared Parker was he hadn't been an offensive coordinator besides, you know, he was an interim at West Virginia wasn't very experienced with play calling
0: Yeah,
1: and you could see it. I think that was a big thing. It's like, and you knew, you you got Mike Denbrock coming in, right? What is one thing we could say about LSU, whether it was home or away, their defense was trash, but it didn't matter if it was in Baton Rouge or on the road to Alabama, their offense traveled. Yeah. Their offense was the same wherever they went. Yep. Um, So I think that's there's a big difference there, and I think while it's something valid to worry about because it has happened since Marcus Freeman has been the head coach, I think you also have to put some context into it because who of his offensive coordinators could you say really was?
0: Yeah. Hey, I'm with you. enough. Hey, I'm with you, and that is one of the biggest questions this year. It is not will the offense be more efficient and be better? I believe that it will be. The question is by how much, right? Like I have no yeah. doubt it's going to all look better. How much better? And that is the big, the big question is that margin. It's going to be a more smoothly run operation with better vision and planning and play calling and, and adjusting it. That's all going to be better. How much better? That's mm-hmm. the big question. We don't have the answer to, and and we got to wait all summer before we might be able to get the answer. So it's going to be really interesting. And this is a huge year for college football. It's a huge year for Notre Dame and a massive year for Marcus Freeman. And I believe everybody kind of feels the pressure. I just feel like everybody's kind of feeling this pressure. All right, it's been up and down and stressful time to round this baby into form. I feel that. I feel that.
1: Yeah, I do. I mean, I think this is the year where we feel... Or we find out what Marcus Freeman is. This is this is when we find out what he's got, what he is as a head coach. Not like, oh, if he goes eleven and one, he's a terrible head coach. We should rebuild. Not that. I'm talking about the direction of the program. You've went nine and three. You've went ten and two. If you don't make the playoffs
0: with Ooh. this amount of
1: talent you have, Ooh. Ooh. I think those those concerns about the, that people had when BK left but hey, why are we hiring this guy that's never been a head coach before? All of that stuff is going to be in every single blue and gold rivals.com USA Today article you're going to read is, well, did Notre Dame make a mistake?
0: Now, does it matter what it looks like if that was this scenario? Does it matter what it looks like? Like, like what would happen if it's Riley Leonard at that high ankle sprain, half the games he has to admit? Like, does it matter to you what it looks like, how you get there, or is it just we're at the point where you got to deliver and it's just no excuses, it doesn't matter at all?
1: I think if Riley Leonard gets injured, like if he has a severe injury and he's out for the rest of the year, I think that's different. But if Riley Leonard is, you know, you say he's injured for a couple games, I'm not going to really, you know, Steven Jelly's proven he can play, he started a game. I know it was against Oregon State, but he's been in the system for a couple of years. Then I'd be concerned, okay, then what's wrong with your system? Because uh, You know, Steve has been here for, I believe, yeah, his third year. So, I mean, he he should know the offense. He should know what Marcus Freeman wants to run. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that's, that's the only caveat. Now, if Riley Leonard goes out there against Texas A&M, knock on wood, goes and tears his ACL against Texas A&M week one, then I, I'm going to give coach a break there. But if it's like a minor injury and he's out for like a game or two, depending on what those games are, that schedule was so easy. That, that's the other thing is that schedule. It's not like this year where Notre Dame played six ranked opponents.
0: Yeah, it is uh, the spacing. Two I really, or three I really the like the spacing. You have A&M. Then you have yep. a gap, then you have Louisville at home, then you have a gap, and then you have Florida State at home, and then you have a gap, and then you finish a USC. Like the biggest moments to me are spaced out way more manageably than they were last year. And that matters to me. When you play these teams matters. I like the spacing this year. It's much more favorable.
1: Yeah, and I do think this is gonna this is gonna sound crazy, but I do think this is the year, this year and next year. I think, actually, no, a pair of uh, 2026 and that, too. I think this year and the next two seasons after is Notre Dame's national title window. I think with this defense, with Ben Morrison, Xavier Watts, you know, you got Jaden Mickey, Christian Gray back there. I think this, this defense is going to be set for a long time, especially with the recruits we're bringing in on the defensive side of the ball you got Roddy Leonard, you have C.J. Carr coming, and you have Deuce Knight in the 2025 class. So quarterbacks, based off of where those guys are projected, shouldn't be an issue anymore. you got a five-star Cam Williams, you know? Here's something got that makes me nervous.
0: Here's something that makes me nervous. Yep. Right This year, you have a really good blend of youth and experience at most position groups. Not all, but most. A pretty good blend of youth and, and veterans. Next, the year after... Man, a lot of those older guys are going to be gone. There's going to be a lot of first and second year players playing big time roles in that following year. And you're going to have a brand new Mm -hmm. quarterback situation. That's an interesting year as well, because you can't like have a good year this year or whatever, and then drop back down. Nobody wants that. So I'm also looking at that following. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I'm looking at that following year 25 being really, really interesting. Because it's it's almost like a final page turn from the Kelly roster to Freeman, and you're gonna have a lot of younger guys having to contribute. It's gonna be really really interesting.
1: I do think the talent on that roster will be the from top to bottom the highest it's ever been since you know I've been alive since 2000.
0: I agree with that, but that um, that but that is different. I agree with you, but that is yeah. different than they're going to be ready to roll out there and win big right away, right? Are you following me? Like I agree with you, the depth and the talent and the athleticism and the length are no doubt the best they've been in 20 some years, but that doesn't mean those guys are all going to have it together for the beginning of 25, but, but the future is bright. So I don't know, man. I, there's just a lot of intrigue. There's a lot to look for. There's a lot to watch.
1: Let, let me ask you this, John, because I think this is going to play a big part in what Notre Dame does post this season. I know you did a video I think yesterday about, you know, what works for Notre Dame at quarterback. And we talked well, you talked a little bit about Deuce Knight, right? Mm-hmm. If you, right we're sitting here right now. I think Marcus Freeman, his biggest challenge after Robbie Leonard leaves, is you've got two guys. You've got CJ Carr and Deuce Knight. You've got Kenny Menchie, Steven Jelly, but let's take those two out of the picture for right now because I think if we're being realistic, I think CJ Carr and Deuce Knight are the two guys that have you know the biggest future at Notre Dame. Okay, who do you who do you like more between CJ Carr and Deuce, Deuce Knight. Knight?
0: Deuce Knight, one hundred percent, Deuce Knight. And the reason why? Do you think? The reason why is oh, go ahead. he has physical gifts. Notre Dame does not ever get at that position. This is a unicorn physical prototype for notre dame and we have not seen notre dame go this what like he is just an outlier physically and he has gifts that notre dame guy we just don't get a lot of guys that have that kind of potential upside and i just need to see Mm -hmm. it i just like i like that is so intriguing to me because it's so new and so different and not notre damey that's what i'm here for so i am i want in the size and he's big and it's, it would be an experiment. We don't see it at Notre Dame. I want to see it. Now, way more raw yeah. than CJ. W- way more raw. Like, there's a lot that has to, to take place to get Deuce to where I want him to be. But the physical potential there is something Notre Dame has not had. And that is really appealing to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I like CJ a lot. I think... If I had to compare to two guys that I've seen Notre Dame have in the past, between the two guys, it's not obviously going to be exact, but I think CJ Carr reminds me a little bit. He plays like Brady Quinn. Um, I, that's where I think I think he you know he's very solid between the ears. He's a very smart guy. He's more of a pocket passer than anything, but he's got some mobility to him, um, to where he can move. Deuce kind of reminds me a little bit more of. You know, Everett Golson. If we're talking a little bit more, guys that Notre Dame has had started quarterback before. Um, and you could argue Everett Golson was one of the most talented Notre Dame quarterbacks we've seen, especially that freshman year. And I always tell people, I wonder what Everett Golson would have been if he didn't get suspended for a whole season.
0: Yeah. And then he, he
1: would have been able to play.
0: He got in his own. Him and Wimbush, both of those guys, like had all this physical gifts and then they got in their own brain. And somehow it just like there was a brain block. I don't know. I it just, and yeah. the other thing is physically, Deuce Knight is like two Golsons and two Wimbushes stacked on top of each other. Like, I don't think yeah. people realize, yeah. I don't think people realize the kind of dear athlete we're talking about here. We just don't have that at Notre Dame ever. And I really want to see it, man. It's just something new for but John, Notre Dame. A,
1: That says a lot, doesn't it? That uh, the only, the real only guys we can compare this night to is Everett Golson and Brandon Wimbush. That says all you need, all it needs to, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it's, dude, it's just, I'm ready to see something, <laughs> I'm ready to see something exciting and different and new and a guy with a different skill set, um. And and so I that's how I see it. So I don't know, man. This is going to be a really interesting spring, and and next year there's a lot on the line. Uh, but I appreciate you giving me a call here on uh, on Valentine's Day. Thanks, buddy. Anything on the way out?
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, I love coming on here, as always. I'm going to be taking my uh, my fiancé out for a nice dinner. I know you talked about, you know, you don't like doing it. Uh, I kind of have to. cause
0: Where are you gonna go? Are but, you going uh, in town? Are you going up to Orland? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do?
1: Uh, probably have to go up to Orland because you know yeah. my my fiance likes the finer things in life.
0: Yeah, there you go. Um, Head up forty five. Treat the lady. I get it. I get it.
1: Do it. Yeah. Do it. You know, do. like I've, we try, We we have tried the Texas Roadhouse, yeah. and like you pay all this money for average food. You know, the steak that's burnt and uh, uh, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, hey man, you're doing the yeah. right thing there. Take care of the lady, and and then uh, she'll allow you to yell every Saturday night next fall. There's a good trade off. <laughs> <laughs> Have a hey, good you one. You know
1: what? We're going on our first. Yeah, we're going on our first uh, our first trip for our four year anniversary, and next week actually to Orlando. And it's the first time we've went on vacation together that doesn't involve Notre Dame football. Or Notre Dame basketball, there so you she's go. excited. There
0: <laughs> you go. That'll be good. Uh, well, have fun, buddy. Enjoy the off season uh, here, and uh, I'll I'll talk to you right, soon. Man. Take care. I'll I'll jump on nice. your See show you sometime. I know I promised that to you before, but I'll do it.
1: All right, man. Just let me know.
0: All righty. Have a have good, good one. Man. Take care, yeah. dude. That cinnamon butter is legit. The cinnamon butter at Texas Roadhouse is legit. It is like it, that is. One one thing I actually do like eating that is good. Chad Reeves, I really want to experience a blue and gold game and visit N D. My goal is to get 73-year-old dad there for game, bucket list type stuff. I, I'm not sure whether you're saying Mark with glasses, Arby's beef and cheddar on Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh man. Chad Reeves, I really want to experience a blue. The roast beef, the Arby's roast beef got me. I'm I'm just going to stop there. Mark, you threw me off with the Arby's roast beef. I there's too many jokes. You're throwing me off track. I can't even focus. Um, here's the deal, Chad. I'm not sure whether you're saying you've never been to campus before either you or dad or never been to campus just for blue and gold. Um, it's interesting because blue and gold's low pressure. There's not a hundred thousand people. There's free parking. It's not just a big cluster with a hundred thousand people everywhere and parking And everybody's in a line to park and everything. It ain't like that. It's very relaxed and more casual. And that's good for my blood pressure to get to Notre Dame for something football related, but with lower pressure. So it's a good chance to be able to see everything. Go to the bookstore without an eight-hour line, Like do all that stuff without 100,000 people in your way. However, if it's your first time going or whatever, you may want the excitement rush. You may want the excitement rush of 100,000 people for a big game to feel what that Notre Dame game day energy is like that I always talk about. My measuring, I got a, an internal measuring device. When I get out of the car, I know right away that vibe. And I know right away, oh boy, we're in trouble. I don't like this vibe. Or I breathe it in and I go, oh, we're onto something today. And I'm almost never wrong. You can feel that vibe. You get off that damn toll road, you could feel the If you've been around long enough, you could feel the vibes. And a lot of time, it's like, there is no energy here. Nobody cares. We're playing Central Michigan. Let's just drink a bunch of beer. Other times, the vibe is something special is going to happen here, and I feel it in my bones. This is going to be something today, like bush push. I had that feeling all week. You could just tell it was going to be something. It ended up being something miserable, but it was something. Anyways, that's a different, you got to think about that, whether you want that first experience for you and dad to be the more casual one or the one all ramped up. That's up to you. But I will say, if you come for the blue and gold game, it'd be really nice because you have a home base. You know, you could be with our group, have food, have drinks, have a home base with people you recognize the name and, and whatever. So that would be nice. Chief, that's how I felt about the OSU game. Yes, I've been saying the buildup to Ohio State is the closest I've felt to Bush push. It is the closest i felt to that you could feel the electricity in your body that whole week as it built. You could literally, I felt, I just felt the electricity running. Through. I can't explain. It's just, it's either there or it's not there. It was there. And it's very unfortunate Notre Dame didn't take advantage in a moment. That sucks. That sucks a lot. Uh, Let me hit a couple of these chats, and then I got a 419 and and a few more after that. We'll see what we could get to. What else was it? Mel Gibson, respecter. Throw first QB always. I struggle with that. I'm not going to say always. You know why? Because I always don't trust Notre Dame to have a full wide receiver room. Doesn't do any good if you're a throw-first QB with the roster we've been running out the last couple years, unless you're going to throw it to yourself. So I would be fine with the throw-first quarterback in Notre Dame if I had good wide receivers every year and I had an offensive line I knew could block it up and protect for days back there. Then sure, give me a throw-first QB. I'm not sure Notre Dame has either of those things. I'm not sure Notre Dame has either of those things. So then... I would err on making every pass play a run play, too, if the guy needs to. Why not turn one play into two? Oh, you know, the play. nobody's open. A, a throw-first quarterback burns it or throws it 10 rows up. Deuce Knight runs for 30 yards. Jayden Daniels runs for 30 yards. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Give me a guy that can do both. Look at Adam. Adam, you're right with me, buddy. It's number 16. I'm not dealing with restaurants tonight. I'm with you, baby. Adam, I'm right with you. Tiffany's got to understand. She's reasonable. Phil, the Philly special. August is like six months and a dozen strokes away for Johnny. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming Nick's joking. How can you blame the offense that scored 39 points a game, Johnny? Because they only did it against high schools. That's how and that's why. And I'll never get over it. I'll never forgive it. And I will call anybody lazy that rests on the laurels of 39 and a half point average. Yeah, against Navy and Central. What about Louisville? What about Clemson? What about Ohio State? Would you have 10 points the year before against Ohio State and 14 this year? Wow. If you add them together, you're almost close to what you should score in one game. Still not good enough, but almost close. Only if you, if you add them both together. Get a real offense. I'm sick of it. Happy
2: Valentine's Day. We all in a good mood yet?
0: 419, you're on the line. Happy Valentine's Day.
3: Hey, what's going on?
0: I don't know, man. You tell uh... me. I don't know anymore what's going on. Sometimes I feel like this little studio is the twilight zone. I have no idea if I'm coming or going half the time anymore. Make it make sense.
3: Hey, don't sleep on Arby's. I'm telling
0: you. I,
3: Uh,
0: Hey, you know what I'm going to, you know what I'll tell you about Arby's when I was in college, they had a, that five for five deal, bro. Do you remember that Arby's five for five deal, bro? I'm talking about loading up on some cheddar and beefs. Get yourself a shake, (laughs) bro. Five. I could do a lot with five, man. Like like five for five, it would cost you twenty five now. The way they price Arby's out now, it was a really really good deal. Five the five for five, get yourself a shake, man. You can load up, baby.
3: Perfect for Valentine's Day. Yeah, but I was seeing it online where they reconstructed what the playoffs would have looked like uh, previous years, going back a ways, and the three of the four times no name would have made it. They would have had the five uh, seed, I think. Uh, I think I actually saw 2021 where they had the six seed. So but anyways, it's going to be a tough pill to swallow seeing teams with one or two more losses than us ahead, ahead of us. And it's going to drive us nuts.
0: Yeah. Um, did, did I see did I see that they they were gonna take a vote to maybe redo that group of five entry I thought I saw in the ticker last night somewhere on yeah. some channel that they're gonna make it they're gonna vote to see if they make it the top five co- highest rated conference people and then the seven are gonna be all at large it seems to me like they're booting the the non-power the the G5. Guarantee yeah. Is that right? It doesn't that help Notre Dame? It gives us one more spot to get. They was gonna go to them automatically, right?
3: Yeah, that's what I was reading. And then the Pac twelve has a, is right. voting on it and they have two teams. So how how why are they even involved? I have no idea. But and then this year, you know, we deal it out to all the teams when they've got these these schedules. So we're just gonna have to lay low and pop up at the end of the year because people are going to be ripping the schedule.
0: It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I don't I – don't, listen, Michigan gets to cheat all year and play high school schedule, and I didn't hear enough people yelling about that.
3: But, but listen to this. I heard you're worried about going on the road. I am. We have three away games this year. Three away games eight home games. We have seven straight home games. That's a
0: good point Nine by you. straight
3: weeks. We that's don't a, even leave Indiana. That's a Purdue.
0: good, that's a good point by how you. How the hell is this? I like that. Yeah. How the
3: hell did they line this
0: up? Yeah, I like that. That, that is a, that is a fair Bring point. And, and that 12th game that I don't even think has been announced. That's probably going to be a neutral site Shamrock situation. I don't count that as a full road game either. Right?
3: Yeah. I mean, Seven straight home games, eight total, and nine straight weeks in Indiana. Free away games.
0: Yeah. So. You got to take I, advantage. I don't see how. Take advantage. Frayton's got to put this together. Yeah, you do. It's, you got to put it together. And I think the bar is moved from, the bar is moved from like, you got to be involved in the playoff the first year. I think the bar is naturally moved to, you at least got to win round one. Like I don't want to keep raising Definitely. the bar like for no reason out of my backside. I just feel like people are not going to be content if you went 10 or 2 or 11 and 1, made it, and then you lose the first round. I think people want you – I think the bar is going to be raised to where people are going to want you to get a win in that playoff to feel like you accomplished anything. And that would get you a big bowl win, too. You'd be able to cross that off.
3: Definitely. And then uh, in honor of Valentine's Day – Give it a shout out to all the wives for putting up with us ranting all the time,
0: carrying on. Oh uh, man, dude, you're you're I, I, so I, right. You're you're you really are. You're so right. It's I I lived in the basement the whole week after Iowa State, and I just knew this would be best for everybody if I just wallow in the basement instead of bring down the vibe of the whole house. So I needed, I honestly needed some time. To just be miserable by myself and not bring everybody else down, so I just stayed in the basement for a week. Not very mature. I'm not proud of it. It's just what I did.
3: Yeah, I I took my wife. Our first game was in 2002 at Mike Gouldsby's best team. We saw them beat one win Rutgers 42 to nothing, and the reason I'll never forget that game was because. It's late November. I went into the can. I put my gloves under my chin to pee. My gloves went in the toilet, and I froze the whole game.
0: <laughs> that's a good image, Dad. I was miserable. Yeah, go- Goolsby uh, caused a pick six
3: though that game. There
0: you go. Yeah. Uh, but there I, you go. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm
3: sure that's one of his uh, highlights. But it was against one win uh, Rutgers,
0: but. Hey, take what but you yeah, can get. Uh, take what you could get. So, man, hey, you're right there though. Uh a, a lot of a lot of families put up with a lot of our stuff. And uh, and you know, it just it, it that you you know, Mark, that's one of the things I like about our group that we're growing like our core group at these tailgates and stuff. One of the things I like the most is genuinely, you don't have to explain this to any of those people. You get what I mean? You just know all the people yeah. at my thing. They have the same sickness you do, and you don't have to like justify or explain it, why it's such a big deal, and it's all in your brain and your emotions. Sweet. You don't have to explain it. You yeah. just know everybody there is in the same boat, and we all get it, and yeah. there's comfort in that. Even if it goes bad, there's comfort in knowing that, that all <laughs> those people just get it. You don't have to explain it. It's an affliction we all share.
3: It's a support
2: group,
0: yep. Yeah, yeah, That that's for sure. Well, I think I saw it's
3: 199 days till opening kick. Is
0: that right? Oh, man, it's a long, so, it's a long time. We're is. still like two months from blue and gold even. And then we have the, it's like a funeral, man. And then you have all summer, the dog days of summer. And I just need August. I need August.
3: I wish they had one of those countdowns tickers or uh tickers that or clock that counted down the days but
0: yeah i know man so it's gonna be a lot of a lot of time to think and analyze and worry and, and hope and everything else so i don't know man but i'm excited for blue and gold next chance to get into town see everybody i believe also i don't want to announce this for sure but i'm pretty sure i'm gonna get the house i rent for blue and gold which means I would be in the in town Friday and Saturday. So if anybody wants to make some moves on a Friday night or whatever, that night uh, I'm probably going to be in town Friday and Saturday night. So we could make some moves. Nice. Uh, we could tear up Eddie <laughs> Street. We could go to the house and play a nice big house. We could party there. I got a lot of options for you people. We could have fun.
3: We need to find a public uh, ping pong table.
0: Oh, baby. Baby, let's, let's, now we're cooking. I like that. I like that a lot. All right. Well, Thanks for taking my call. No problem, buddy. Hang in there. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Go get that Arby's five for five. Make it come alive. uh. (laughs) Sir Lucas, your California is wanting to up minimum wage 50 bucks an hour. So we'll be paying 350 bucks for our Mickey D's chicken nuggets. Johnny, what's your thoughts? I did see that that's rather unsustainable economically, in my opinion. Is that one of those deals where like the state legislature or whatever, is this like a negotiation where they're like, we know 50 never gonna happen, but if we put the bar at 50 and everybody's looking at 50, 20 doesn't seem that bad. Is that what they're doing? Because 50, you can't make work. Also, I'm not trying to be like, I'm not trying to be that guy. Bro, the cost of McDonald's is outrageous. The cost of McDonald's now is absolutely outrageous. The quality of food is garbage. It has gone down 100% from when I was a kid. I don't care what anybody tells me. The quality of that food, McDonald's food, has gone down the crapper 100% since like, like 20 years ago. As far as the freshness and the product and like everything about it has gone down except the price. The portions are smaller. everything. Every burger I get looks like somebody went like this to it. It's in the bag The things like a pancake smashed. What are you doing to my burger? And it's literally like 10 or $12 for regular meat. Bro, I'm a skinny guy. I do not order like supersized meat. Bro, get a grip of your life. No one in America needs to go to McDonald's and say, supersize my meal. No one. And 100% of the people who do it shouldn't do it if you look at them. That's absurd. But, but, bro, that food's horrible. The quality's bad. The way it's prepared is bad. There's no, it's, and it's $12 for, a McDonald's meal with a Coke. You out of your mind? Like, you ask yourself as a consumer, what's going on here though? Quality's going down. Uh, portion size is going down. But the price is five times what it used to be 15 years ago. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. It makes no sense. And we're all falling for it. Un. Believable. All right. Here's the deal. We're an hour into the show. I'm breezing through this ESPN top 25. I'm doing it. So I'm going to go through their 25 and I'm going to give you not being a jerk, but I'm not likely taking my food recommendations from John. Agree. But I'm right about this one. I'm right about this one. Um, Oh, wait, somebody else said this. I got an easy answer for you. George, do you think John orders a Big Mac plain with no sauce? Uh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. I don't want that on that sauce. Soggy's my buns. We've been over this a million times, you guys. I don't like soggy buns. It defeats the purpose of having bread if it's soggy and mushy. I've never understood it. Oh, let me flip my burger bun and drown (laughs) it. Drown it in ketchup. Drown it in whatever. Oh, I'm mixing around. Your buns are soggy. I don't want my buns soggy. Italian beef. Oh, you know, John, you're in the Chicago area. Let's go to get Dale's beef. Let's go to Portillo's. Get ourselves some beef. I ain't getting that shit dipped. Are you out of your mind? dipped in all that juice so it's mush it's no longer bread it's mush no 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 words for life you never go with soggy buns take that any way you want you don't want soggy buns it's always a problem okay and i mean that in every way you could interpret it no soggy buns Oh, man. Yeah, you have soggy buns at the gym. Well, I ain't paying no money for it. Soggy buns. You people, I never understood it. What is the point of bread if it's going to be all soggy? (sighs) All right. Let's get into this. Here's the deal. I'm going to go over the top 25. I'm going to give a couple words about each. Do I dip? I ain't dipping my, I don't need no dip. I get my Italian uh, beef in the bread and I just eat it. And it's perfectly fine. I don't need anything else. No one needs anything else. Again, for the 50th time. Oh, John, you're a picky eater. You're the picky eater. Who, how could I be the picky eater when I want a burger and it has three ingredients? Meat, bread, cheese. You want seven ingredients. Oh, I got to have rabbit food. Oh, I got to dump this on here. Oh, I need that on there. How am I the picky one when I require less to be happy? You're the picky ones. Unbelievable. All right. Here's the deal. Number one, Georgia, talent. What are you going to, I mean, what am I going to go? Oh, I disagree with that. No, talent out the wazoo. Talent, ranch? No, I don't do ranch. I I don't know. No. The only ranch I'm doing is if I move to one. You out of your mind, ranch? I don't think so. Also, what is this salad dressing that smells like barf? There's some salad, it smells like one of them smells like there's one of them that smells like barf. I don't know if that's ranch or blue cheese. One of them, one of them salad dressing smells like barf to me. They pass it by. I get a whiff. I'm like, dude, who yakked in the booth at this restaurant? One of them smells like straight-up barf. Anyways, Georgia, talent. Can't argue that. <laughs> Here we go. Number two, Ohio State. Here's the deal. Ryan Day better deliver now. Ryan Day better deliver now. You got all mad when you let Michigan clown you and win the title. Then they got Syria, and then you got your doors blowing off in the bowl game you didn't want to be at. And then you got serious, and all the donors got mad, so they ponied up millions of dollars, and you got all these transfer Got You better win something big this year, Ohio State, Ryan Day. You better do something big, all right? You allowed all of this to happen. You allowed Michigan to get on a run and, and build momentum and beat you over multiple years, and I'll never forgive you for that. Ryan Day, you better deliver big. There's no excuses. There's no excuses at all, and you just got to deliver. And I'll say it again. I don't care if Ohio State wins four titles in a row from now on. Doesn't matter to me because they allowed the one to just happen that could never be in my existence. So it doesn't matter. You blew it. You let them have the one that they couldn't have. And I'll never forgive Ohio State for it. Never. So they're number two, and you better win, and whatever. I it's I'm frustrated with Ohio State. Number three, Oregon. I have got to admit, I've got to admit, Oregon is a better program than I thought they would be. A couple years ago, even Landing doing a good job. Like, better, it's a better program than I thought it would be. And then moving into the Big Ten adds even an additional layer of intrigue to me. Number four, Texas. Similar thoughts, to be honest with you. I thought they would get better. I think they were a little better last year than I thought they would be. So I got to give both of those teams credit. I think they're further ahead than where I thought either one of them would be when I thought about them a couple years ago. Um. Also, Texas similar with a conference move so it's going to be really really interesting to see Oregon and Texas in the top five but in new conferences navigating all that very interesting also I looked it up Texas pretty easy SEC schedule for the first year I don't know how that broke out but I don't think that SEC schedule that part of it's that tough for Texas in year one Um, so I, I don't know what you think about that, but I am going to give both of them credit for being a little better than I thought as overall programs. Number five, Notre Dame higher than I thought they'd be for sure. And you got a chance to either prove you earned it or prove, Oh, Notre Dame's overrated every year. Yeah. Week one, you're going to find out. And I'm sick of being on the wrong end of it. Number six, Ole Miss. Interesting, interesting. This is not like an SEC-ish type team you always think about being there. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Lane Kiffin went from one of the most easily hateable, punch-in-the-face guys you've ever seen, To now, I love his personality. I think he's good for the game. He's the ultimate troll. Doesn't take himself too seriously. And just literally trolls all the other SEC coaches every day. Like, I wouldn't want Lane Kiffin as my coach. But I really enjoy watching him kind of play around with some of those SEC coaches. And the offense is fun. They score a boatload of points. So... I enjoy Lane Kiffin's new personality where he doesn't take himself too seriously. I find it appealing. His troll nature comes naturally and I could tell it bothers a lot of other football people and I like that. I like that. And then number seven, you have Mizzou. So there you end up with, you know, George in the SEC rank. That, that doesn't surprise anybody. But you end up with Ole Miss and Mizzou right in there. And I just, I, I, Mizzou was a fun team to watch last year. I love watching that offense run around. So that's a fun team to watch as well. Number eight, Penn State. There you go. I always joke, Penn State put them at number seven preseason. This is the year. Pencil them in for nine and three or ten and two, and we just move along. That's it. Pencil them in for nine and three, ten and two, and we move along. Penn State is Notre Dame, Brian Kelly. Going to beat most of the teams they should beat. Recruit pretty good, but not elite. And then lose to the best teams you play. Rinse, repeat every year, same deal. So Penn State, number eight, doesn't surprise me at all. They're going to lose two games and we all keep it moving. Number nine, Alabama. That's a little low. That's a little low, isn't it? Number nine, Alabama. The natives are not going to like this. I can't believe they's disrespecting us like that, Ricky. We got to go prove them wrong. Number 10. I can't even count to number 10. How did they got us number 10? I don't understand. Something wrong here. I better call Paul. So whatever. I'm glad to see them knocked down a notch. Glad to see him knocked down a notch. Then we got Arizona. Arizona, it's interesting with Fish leaving. It really is. It's interesting with Fish leaving. I liked what the guy had cooking there. I liked what the guy had cooking, but now he's gone. I don't know what that does. Number 12, our old buddy Swamp Thing. King of Mardi Gras, number 12, LSU. Ugh. Another group that's not going to like this. And they're going to feel like they're disrespected and all that. Jason Smith. Now I don't want to go to the tailgate. I sound just like that growing up in Alabama. I'm sorry. I, You know me. I'm a kind of a jerk. I'm kind of a jerk. And I also resent. I also do resent that Alabama people are so used to winning that much it almost feels like they take for granted like it's easy to win those titles or something and for a guy like me that's just foaming at the mouth for winning something since 88 not having it and you feel like you're starving at the bottom of the well um in silence of the lambs it's just kind of like the alabama people just had it so good it it's almost like they take it for granted in a way and uh you know, for a guy, you would give his left arm to get one more. You had like six and it isn't good enough recently. Like, that's just a lot to take if you're a Notre Dame guy. So, you know, that is what it is. And then you got Michigan after that. Out of the top 10. Michigan out of the top 10. And here's the other news. They actually play a really tough schedule this year. For all the crap I give them about the schedule in 23, the one in is legitimately a really brutal tough schedule so they may drop back to seven and five or something like that doesn't matter doesn't matter you let them get what they couldn't get and they're gonna live off it for a while it was the one it couldn't be there's nothing anybody's gonna say to make me feel better about it it couldn't be and it happened even if they go six and six ain't gonna make me feel any better they got the one that what are you gonna say Notre Dame fam what are you gonna say Oh, Michigan, where are you at now? You went six and six. And then Michigan, people are going to say, oh, yeah, well, we got a trophy. And the last one you have is collecting dust in the 80s. And then what are you going to do? Oh, you cheated. Uh, that's a position of weakness. Even though it's a truth and an argument, it's a, it's a position of weakness and lack of leverage to just cry cheater. So even if Michigan goes six and six this year, I have no leverage to rip them. It's an awful spot to be in if you're me. And I don't appreciate being here. Then we got Oklahoma. A lot to prove again with the conference move. And they're not, they're not going to probably like being dropped past the top 10 near near 14, 15, 16 either. Then you got Florida State. Interesting. Replacing some key talent. Big date at Notre Dame Stadium, November 9th, against Fighting Irish. Really big date. That game's going to be a tipping point for Notre Dame. I don't know what's going to happen with Florida State. That game's going to be a tipping point uh, for the Irish. Where it's sitting in the middle of that schedule. Woo, baby. Or at the beginning of the back end of that schedule. That's going to be interesting. Tennessee, oh, they had one flash in the pan year. Believe it when I see it with anything with Tennessee. They had one exciting year. And then drop back off. So I know there's a big injury, whatever. Believe it when I see it with Tennessee. Oklahoma State, I'm a man. I'm almost 40. NC State, okay. Whatever. I don't I don't have an opinion. Oh, NC State, uh, whatever, fine. They could be at the bottom of this list. Clemson? Clemson near number 20? The Dabo Doubt Us Tour is about to be in full swing. And you know who jump-started the Dabo Doubt Us Tour? Yes. Your favorite team. Notre Dame jump-started the Dabo Doubt Us Reunion Tour. And it sickens me every single day. It genuinely does sicken me. Um, they were down and out. They were miserable. They were infighting. Dabo was yelling at the fans on the radio. It was truly a low point for Clemson football in the Dabo era. Then Notre Dame came to town, made it all better. Notre Dame came to town and made it all better. Laid down on the field at Death Valley and gave a mouth-to-mouth resuscitation on Valentine's Day. Oh, the old Dabo thing's back. He's yelling at the radio callers one day and then Notre Dame comes in and lays down for him and now the whole thing's coming back to life. I hate it. Hate it that you allowed that. It wasn't just one game. It was that whole dabble thing unraveling at the seams and you sewed it back together for him. Unacceptable. After that, we have K-State. Okay. I Like, I don't even have an opinion. Whatever. Is Snyder still around? That walking skeleton? Bring him back. Is he still alive? I don't want to be rude if he's not, but even if he is, bring him back. Um. Louisville. Okay. And we're going to get him at home. And you know that they have, you know that they have like some speed and talent and all that, but I know that the dynamic's not going to be the same. It's going to, oh, they're going to travel. There'll be some Louisville people. It is not going to be that Super Bowl that only one team got the invite for that it was last year. Man, I looked at that. You, you were literally walking into the hornet's nest and you could feel it brewing and it did not go well. <laughs> It did not go well. Then we got Kansas, Kentucky. I I don't have opinion. When you get to the bottom of this, I don't have that many opinion. Kansas, Kentucky, and then rounding out the top 25, Oklahoma. And that's probably going to piss them off. They're probably going to feel disrespected being down 24 to start the year. And again, they have a conference shift that's going to make them interesting to follow. And then... Ultra relevant for Notre Dame, Texas A&M 25th, Texas A&M 25th. So some big takeaways here. Notre Dame at five surprises me. Alabama at nine. Is it going to make the natives happy? Michigan's going to drop off, but it doesn't make me feel any better at all. Not at all. They're going to feast off the one they got for a long time. And again, there's no argument. Oh, you went six and six. You suck. And they're going to go, yeah, but we won the championship last year. When was your last one? It's collecting dust in the Goog. Bro, you have no leverage as a Notre Dame fan on Michigan. Well, at least we didn't cheat to do it. That's just, that's the argument I make. And it's a weak one. It's one that makes you seem like you have no leverage and you're a crybaby loser. This is an awful awful spot to be in if you're me so michigan probably gonna have a rough year and then at florida state it's really interesting for notre dame how they're gonna be we're connected right to them. so i don't know what you guys think about it i uh, or or how this is gonna break out for notre dame um it's just it's really really interesting and then let me do a couple of these chats Let me do a couple of these chats I didn't get to earlier. Mark says, with all the changes and unknowns across the country with player staff conference movement, it's going to be the wildest year ever. Yeah, there it is. I'm excited for it, but I also have some anxieties. Just because there's so much changing so quickly, and I am unsure of exactly where Notre Dame fits in the new ecosystem. And I'm I'm excited, but there's also some existential risk here with things changing as much as they are. Like, I'm I'm just I have a little anxiety until I see that Notre Dame's gonna be able to hold their own in this new format and spike a flag is being a playoff team almost every year. I want it to be every year. Like I just have some existential exposure anxiety with this till I see that Notre Dame can thrive in the new era. And that's just how I am. I'm wound tight if you haven't learned yet. hi, ah, Andrew, I didn't even get to this today. I'm going to save it for Friday, but Andrew's exactly right. Any concerns about the, oh, uh begin and end with the brand new offensive line? Um, they whipped a depleted Oregon State team, but can the new tackles do that on the road against a Plus is their depth? Yep. One of the main things on my list is, and we'll get into this Friday. I'm going to save that part of it. The main part of this is you want to talk about Mikey Denbrock you want to talk about Cam Williams you want to talk about all those running backs you want to talk about Riley Leonard being a dual threat guy could do more to the offense and all that the offensive line's got to be a big part of all this like like all that stuff we want to see Denbrock could draw up the coolest plays you've ever dreamed of but they can't block it doesn't matter lick oh John You're too hard on the offensive line. It takes takes half the year for them to gel and come together. You need to lighten up. No, I'm not going to lighten up. You played Texas A&M week one. Quit giving me excuses. Somebody's got to win and lose week one. So I'm not listening to it. Oh, man, you got to give them a half a year to get all warmed up. You played Texas A&M week one. You don't need to be the finished product. You need to be good enough to find a way to win that game as you're developing as a group. I'm sick of the excuses. You call yourself O line you, push somebody around. You can't have it both ways be O line you and then make excuses when you can't push anybody around. Which is it? Which is it? crazy boy and you know what something I've been noticing Ohio State fans get offended when you say they have a super team you know what that is I think they're there may be there may be I think they're scared of the smoke now Ohio State's not in a good place mentally and a lot of the media and all of them they're they're, they're just kind of like moving past the Michigan acting like it didn't happen deep down they're all mentally they're all messed up Mentally, they're all messed up and they just, they don't want to admit it. They don't want to talk about it on their show because it breeds like air to the fire that keeps the flames going. They're all jacked up. They Ohio State people are existentially messed up in a way. I don't know how you come out of after what they allowed. So I think there's some of the more you talk about them having a super team, the more embarrassing it'll be if they don't deliver next year. So they want to tamp it down. I'm telling you existentially, Ohio State people are messed up. Like, I am as a Notre Dame guy with the Michigan ending. Just imagine how it is for an honest Ohio State fan. So, I I don't know. It's just rough. It's just rough. Yeah, they act like the last three years didn't. Here's the problem with Ohio State. You could lose to Michigan three years in a row or whatever. And it isn't like the end of the world that most people, like not like observers, not Ohio State fans, but outside observers. But what you don't get to do is run around the country with the attitude and the arrogance Ohio State people do while losing to Michigan three times in a row. Are you following me? That's what I have a problem with with Ohio State. You can lose to Michigan and whatever, and it happens, and they have a good year or whatever. A few years in a row, they go on a heater. It wouldn't be that big of a deal. But because of how Ohio State carries themselves and the arrogance to not back it up three years in a row and allow this, like you, that's the problem with Ohio State. You can lose, but you don't get to carry yourself the way you have and then lose. That's a different thing. That's a different thing. Ryan Roll says Fisher was a bust. Fisher never turned out to be nearly what he was projected to be. And oh, also he could definitely, definitely use another year in college, by the way, doesn't want that. I heard some interesting stories about the bowl game and whether, or how interest level yet and playing in that and, some of it rubs me the wrong way. So see you later. Like I'm at the point after I heard what I did about the bull situation in him. See you later, buddy. Good luck in the NFL. Get away from Notre Dame. We're at that point. Push me too far with what I heard about the bowl game situation in him. Nope. Go to the league then. If that's where you're at, go to the league. Go to the league. But that's a guy that needed another year of development. So whatever whatever um so that's just the way it is all right folks that's gonna be it we were all over the board here all over the board thank you everybody for being here thank you for the calls treat your people nice go do something for valentine's day uh and then i got a video for tomorrow and then we'll be back friday and we'll get more into the notre dame offensive part of this i wanted to get into Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Be good out there.